With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We have so much to talk about today. I feel like it's been so long since our last episode and a million things have happened across the NBA. Facts, facts. And I mean, so obviously there's the elephant in the room, which it's been a while since it broke because we haven't talked in over a week, but all the John Morant shit. I don't even really want to get into it. I feel like it's been talked about enough. There's nothing I, I hope, really I hope he's say. okay. I hope he's yeah. okay. Like that's yeah. that's really it. Yeah. Yeah. I have no new take. So I think what we're gonna do today is since there's so much that's happened across the league, we're gonna start in the Western Conference and then go to the Eastern Conference and do an overview of all these stories that are happening with all these different teams. Let's do it. So let's start with the West. But before that, if you guys are watching on YouTube, do us a favor, drop a like and subscribe, help us grow. If you're on audio platforms, leave a five star rating, leave a review, all of that, follow us on Twitter. That's the obligatory stuff I gotta say. Let's talk about the West. First things first, Kevin Durant got hurt by warming up and slipping. Damn. He an old man. He's <laughs> an old away? man for real. That's just like, <laughs> it's just clumsy and just goofy. And it's just like, dang, like he's out for about two to three weeks. He's probably, yep. probably going to miss the rest of the regular season. Yeah. Potentially even the start of the playoffs. Um, It's time. Listen, yeah. again. He's old, and this is one of the very big concerns that we have with the Phoenix Suns on top of Chris Paul's injury history, and basically he gets hurt in the playoffs every single year. You compound that with Kevin Durant potentially not being there. Like, what if he what if he turns his ankle again in the first round? And now he's not the elderly there. Elderly folks over there. And now he's yeah. not there. Chris Paul might get hurt in the second round. And now it's just Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton by themselves. Like this is a this is a very real concern. And if I was a Suns fan and in the Suns organization, I would be nervous moving forward. Yeah, I mean, this is the NBA, and like we've seen it happen with guys like Chris Paul and LeBron and KD's up. He's starting to get up there for real, for real. And this is yeah. just like a continuous thing that will happen. And now, like the team, like the Phoenix Suns, this is this is what you take. I think, like. People could have seen something like this, not literally like this happening, getting hurt, twisting your ankle on camera it's too. So goofy! It, it, so it makes it feel even worse lines? that he did it on camera. It's like, damn, bro, you for real right now? But this yeah, is what, and like, what comes with it. We talk about Kevin Durant; he's injury prone now. It is what it is. He's old, and old people get injured a lot. Yeah, and we said he's old, but you know what I mean. But it's also just so unfortunate because, like, we're talking about this like he got hurt in a game. Like, yeah, he, he slipped. In pregame warmups, it's so ridiculous. Like this man is cursed. That's what it comes down Bruh, to. Why, why did the I see people on Twitter calling for the calling for the uh, mopper boy, whatever they call those people, those little white, <laughs> they try, white boys? They're trying to get the, the mop boy fired. They're trying to hang this man. Like, what's up, man? They're trying to hang him. Holy shit. Twitter has to get somebody out of the paint, no matter what. You know how it be. Yeah, exactly. He's Thank he's God. old. He's old. I think, yeah. and it and it sucks because that game against against the Mavericks on Sunday, that was. That in that game, I 100% saw the vision. I yeah. it didn't matter how far down Phoenix was. I think they they were down like nine or ten points uh, yeah. in in the in like the late third quarter, early fourth. I never had a doubt that they were going to win that game. They looked so calm and poised, and Durant was hitting crazy shots. And it doesn't matter like who's in his face, 
It looks like nobody can guard him. Booker, Booker was getting all, all the buckets. Like Chris Paul was in complete control. And I saw the vision yep. for Phoenix and everything that they wanted in that game. And it just sucks that for them, that they're they're probably not going to get that for another five weeks. Sucks. Yeah, and I, I like what I was seeing defensively from them too. Like there was, a, I forgot exactly when it happened because the game's been like a week ago now. But there was a play late in the fourth whenever the game was super close. Mm-hmm. And I think Kyrie drove to the rim after getting past this guy and KD hit him with a weak side block. Yeah. That, I think, I forgot who it was. Maybe it was Booker was talking about it and he they were talking about like what you get when you lose Bridges, who is like an all defensive level player and you bring in someone like KD. You know, that changes the outlook of your team and how you play. And he was like, listen, we're talking about the offense with KD, but this motherfucker's huge. Like, that element of size coming to us. Now you have him at 6'11". Well, not literally, but you know. 6'11", defending the rim from the weak side. Aiton as a backside defender. Like, that has so much potential if they're healthy on both sides of the ball. And now we're not going to see it for a month almost. That's terrible. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely, dude. Devin Booker over these last, I don't know, five games has been going absolutely berserk. And now, like, you're set back to, okay, like, DeAndre Aiton, what you going to do for us? You're allowed to cook now. Can you please cook? And, uh, like. (sighs) But he has been, though. When he's had opportunity this year, that's the good thing. Is that, like. For most teams, if they lost a level of player of KD, they'd be like, oh, shit, we're going to fall down the standings. Yeah. But they got Devin Booker. Aiton's been doing his job when he's had more opportunity this year with Booker or Paul Hurt. Paul's healthy, looking decent. Like, it sucks losing because they don't have those two wings they traded for KD. So, yeah. it's a lot of depth. They're playing a lot of Ish Wainwright and a lot of Torrey Craig. which And Terrence Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Who has been... I've been not a fan of Terrence Ross since he's yeah. landed in Phoenix. <laughs> I have not seen nothing that I liked. But, yeah... So I think what I'm asking is, they have the names to stay afloat. Do you think they're going to stay where they are? Like, do you have worries about them? I do have worries. I, I do. When you trade for Kevin Durant, you traded a lot of depth to go get him. And then the names that you're talking about right now, you're going to be relying for the next 18 games on Ish Wainwright and Damn. Terrence Ross. And I don't have a lot of confidence in them to to go ahead and get that done. There are three games up on the Warriors right now who are in the five spot. I think Phoenix might fall, right? It's a listen. It's a very, very steep hill to uh, to fall at this point in the season. In terms of like seventeen, eighteen games left, you're three games up. They should finish in the fourth if Devin Booker and, and DeAndre Ayton go ahead and do what they need to do. But mm-hmm. I have, I do have real concerns that they may fall to five or even below that. Well, see, they're not going to fall below that because six through thirteen is a shit show. So like, if they fall to five. Whatever. Only thing that changes is your home field advantage, home court advantage in the first round. Yeah. So that's that's the bright side. Is at worst they're gonna fall to five. I really have a hard time seeing them fall below that unless the Clippers just like get their act together. Which spoiler alert, I don't think is gonna happen. Dude, with so, the way that Devin Booker has been playing, I don't expect him to fall whatsoever. Over the last five games, he's been averaging thirty-five, seven assists, and four rebounds, shooting fifty-seven percent from the field, and forty-eight percent from three. He's I think he's kind of good. He <laughs> kind of good. Yeah. Spoiler he's all right. He mid. He yeah. all right. You know, but. <laughs> like, well, look, yeah. they, have, they, have some tough, they have some tough games, though, because yeah. their next three games, they play the Kings, then they go on the road to play the Warriors, and then the Bucks come into town. True. The Warriors. And I would not be shocked if yeah. they went 0-3 in that span. Damn. And now, and now you're talking about really, really slipping towards the end of the season. So, yeah, it's a it's a real possibility, especially the way that the schedule is playing out. Yeah, yeah, not not a great situation for them, and it just yeah. sucks because they're gonna have no time to gel with KD. Like, yeah, this probably isn't their year. So, 
As an NBA fan, you have to feel like you're robbed, though, because it's like, damn, you can't see KD and the Suns at their peak powers. And these next few games, you said, what? I was, what? We were going to watch him face off against the Warriors and Giannis again. And, of course, like, the Kings are fun against any NBA team because they put up 200 points a night. It's just <laughs> tough scene in the Phoenix right now. Yeah. But you can't be too mad. Yeah, it's tough. It is what it is. We have a lot of teams to talk about today, so I guess we can move on. Let's talk about... The other team on the side of that game we're talking about. Let's talk about the Dallas Mavericks, who right now are making Donovan look extremely smart because Donovan came out and said that they're not going to be better with Kyrie. They might be low-key a little worse, depending on how you look at it. And they are so fucking mid yeah. in every way. I want to hear the numbers. All right, Donovan, you want to take over? You got some yeah, numbers I got for it, us? I got it. I got it. <laughs> He's been waiting. <laughs> so the Mavericks with Kyrie and Luka Doncic, they've played nine games together. They're three and six. In the last Not ten, great. In the last 10 games, uh, they have the fifth best offensive rating in the league, 120.2, which is fantastic. But it's all, it's all listen, we knew that this offense with Luka and Kyrie was going to be fantastic. We knew that they were going to cook. They were both going to get whatever. Their defense has also been as trash as we predicted <laughs> because they are 28th in defensive rating in that span. As many points as they score, they give up. And yep. they're, they're all, their defensive rating is 120.2 as well. They have a net rating of zero. And <laughs> a net they, rating of zero? <laughs> they have not been able. They haven't been able to close games. They haven't been able to they, they haven't been able to get stops at the end of, of games to win these these to win these close games and to capitalize on all these points that they're scoring. And when you have Kyrie Irving, Luka Doncic, Christian Wood playing meaningful minutes, it's going to be hard to create like a championship level defense, especially when you lose guys like Dorian Finney-Smith. And I know that he hadn't been there for a majority of the season, but he came back and it was like, eh, like they were still getting kind of cooked, but still having him out there is, a, is better yeah, than not having him out there, you know? Yeah. So yeah, and they put a lot of uh, response. They put a lot of responsibilities in the back of Josh Green to kind of fill that role as a three, mm-hmm. and he's been great. He's a really good role player. Like he's blossoming, but Dorian Finney-Smith is like six nine with a huge wingspan, a legitimate wing stopper. For everything that Josh Green does well, he's like six five, I think, with not a huge wingspan. Like when you combine that with Kyrie Irving as a two guard, who is not a large man, yeah. big Christian Wood minutes, who is not a large man as a center. Like they just do not have size at all. Like, who was their second best defender in their starting lineup? Is it who I think it is? Tim Hardaway? Please, God, no. Oh, Powell, I guess. Powell? Or oh, is he first? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's it's terrible. Wings. Yeah, it's not it's not great. <laughs> terrible. And, like, the concerning part to me, though, it's not even just the defense. Like, we, like you said they can't execute in the fourth quarter of games. Mm-hmm. There's just been a lot of games where, like, they, sc- they scored 108 and lose. Or that game against the Lakers where they blew a 28-point lead in the third quarter was the first time it's happened all year. Like, Crazy. It's sure you can chalk that up to like a new team needing time to gel, and sometimes you're gonna have these like games where you just glitch out and just can't execute. Yep. But I mean, you said the fifth best offense in the league the last ten games. Fifth is like the floor for what you'd want from a team with Luka Doncic and Kyrie. Like, you, they got to be like top two or three offense. You know what I mean? Like, sure, yeah. it's a small difference, but that adds up. No, it, it does, and that's but like that's the stuff that that you see at least defensively, like. You would want them to be second or third, but then you also, it's also a big deal if you go from the 28th defense in the league. Let's see what that looks like with, as like the 22nd best defense in the league. Yeah. Right? Like that offense is so good and you are competing with the top offenses in the league. The game against, against Phoenix, that was a 130-126 game in regulation and they were up. They were up like nine 
at the end of the third quarter. They had a whole bunch of defensive lapses. They let Ish Wainwright shoot them out of the game. And they just ish, man. Respect Ish. And they and they just Why? <laughs> exactly. Very good question. Why? <laughs> and, and they got they got outplayed. And it's simple as that. They lost to listen, they lost to the Pacers at home. Damn. They gave Nimpard? up. They gave up a hundred. They gave up a hundred and twenty-four points. <laughs> they gave up a hundred and twenty-four points to the to the Pacers at home. Like yeah, Miles Turner looked like an enigma. Stuff like that <laughs> isn't supposed to happen. Miles and, Turner hitting step back threes. I yeah. saw a TikTok talking about if you put Miles Turner in the sixties, he'd be a god amongst men. <laughs> they had Miles Turner looking like a god amongst men and having TikTokers talk about it. It's awful. <laughs> Crazy. It's awful. Man. Yeah. The interesting they're, part they're in trouble. Though, is. What interests me the most is when Luca and Kyrie are both playing, they're plus nine. Yeah. They, they have the 124 offensive rating and their defensive rating is 115. Mm-hmm. So your two best players are playing, you're solid, which should be the case. Mm-hmm. Plus nine isn't like a top tier pairing. Like I'm sure if you look at like Drew and Giannis, it's much higher than that. Yeah. But it's positive when your guys are out there, they're playing well, at least much better than overall. So it's like I haven't had enough time to like dive deep into it, but like what are these bench lineups? that are so bad that it's weighing it down that much. You know what I mean? Well, I just don't think they simply have enough juice. And also, I don't think Jason Kidd is good enough of a coach to talk about it. stir that together. Yeah, I have, an extra, I have an interesting question for you guys, all right? Listen, I know I'm not supposed to curse, but you mother effers. I'm talking to you, Isaac, <laughs> Donovan, and everyone who agree with him. What happens if Luka Doncic... Or Jason Tatum, or Jason Kidd, sorry, gets fired this offseason. Well, would you call Luka Doncic a coach killer like you call Trey Young? Just a random question. Curious. Is Where's the, same the correlation? Huh? Where's the correlation? You call Trey Young a coach killer when he got two head coaches fired, and this is this will be his second head coach. Rick Carlisle left on purpose. Rick Carlisle was sick of this shit. He left. Yeah, he, that wasn't yeah he left, and Nate McMillan wanted to leave, too. Well, well, either way, this Jason is Kidd is garbage. I just want to know how, like, the narrative. That's, this is weird. Like, this, it's, that was it's, a reach. That's a reach. Th- that's no, not he a, hasn't gotten a coach fired. No coach has been fired under his watch. Rick Carlisle left. Nick, Nate McMillan wanted to leave, but we didn't Nick let McMillan him. McMillan didn't leave, though. He got fired. Like, what are you, What's your point? My point is, will the same narrative What about Lloyd continue? Pierce? Tell me about Lloyd Pierce. Huh? Tell me about Lloyd Pierce. What's the, what's the rationale there? He got fired because he was asking. Same thing applies with Jason Kidd. He's not that good of a coach. I, right, I well, don't. That's two coaches to one. I don't know. Like, well, Jason Kidd hasn't even gotten fired yet. What are we talking about? He will be at the maybe. I, well, my prediction that <laughs> is a lot of projecting. No, there's not. <laughs> this is this is not this projection. This is projection. I'm just trying just to trying hold to, you guys. You're just trying to bring other people go. down into your misery. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is not a good look. <laughs> Either way, the difference there is there's been a lot of reported issues with Trey Young's lack of leadership and like where there's smoke, there's fire, right? Like there's been lots of reports about this and they have personal issues in the locker room. Yeah. We don't really know that to be the case with Luca. Well, I mean, if his coaches out here saying like we just need better energy from you in terms of just like stop moping around on defense or whatever and like crying for I mean, so much fair. calls and like that stuff is t- that type of stuff that type of criticism fair. is fair and that's, that's been fair. trailing his entire career you know so we yeah. can't avoid yeah, that so, and so yeah, act skip like bayless on tv talking about he pitches after every call uh, that is crazy <laughs> to skip say. bayless need to calm down that's yeah. crazy yeah that's, nah, that's, that's true that though it's true i love luca but man he loves yeah. the bitch i can't lie yeah skip so. bayless shouldn't be the one saying that though <laughs> yeah. skip, skip bayless has no goodwill to to be saying that people yeah yeah Overall, Skip Bayless doesn't need to be saying shit, so I'll agree with you there. Yeah, the Mavs are cooked for the future, man. If yeah. like this doesn't work out, like you sacrifice a, a good part of your future, 
whatever assets that they had left, which was watch, watch Kyrie leave too. But yeah, that I think he'd be hilarious. Why, why would he stay? We're gonna take a quick break from the pod to tell you guys about Underdog Fantasy, the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports online, and it's super simple to get in on the action. You can play online or you can play in the app, and all you have to do is hit higher or lower on your favorite or least favorite player stats for the night. And if you hit all of your entries in one night, you can win up to 20 times your money in just one night of basketball. And the best part is that if you sign up today using promo code TD3, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's basically free money to win even more money. So again, sign up today using promo code TD3 and get to playing with Underdog today. Oh, hold up. I just realized I forgot to do something. What? We didn't show the people the poll. Oh, facts. Facts. Go ahead and show that off. (laughs) Tell them what it is. Look look what we all did together. A plaque for passing 100,000 subscribers for the Deep Three. All y'all made this possible. We got this last week or so. Shout out, y'all. This is forgot forgot to show you the top of the show. After all those shorts, all those likes, all those comments, crying about (laughs) the TikTok series you do at the end of the at the start of these podcasts, we finally did it, and we're never doing those (laughs) series again. (laughs) Appreciate y'all. That's great. Yeah. I had to get that out there real quick before I forgot. I had to show them what they what they did for us. Yeah. Look at we And now let's move on to the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> that was the best transition we've ever had <laughs> in the history of the show. <laughs> let's talk about the disaster class that is the Grizzlies. Off top, we know the John Morant stuff is the John Morant stuff. He's currently away from the team with these personal issues. They yeah. said he'll be away from the team at least the next four games. Yeah. It looks like he's going to dodge that charge for the 50-game suspension. People were rumoring that might be coming his way after the Gilbert Arenas precedent appears that they're not going to press charges on him from the Colorado police. So that's probably off the table. <laughs> but that's not even their biggest worry right now. Bro. I mean, it. no, it, I promise you. Okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. It definitely is their biggest I worry. I promise you, yeah, not having John Moran is. is their biggest worry. <laughs> my bad, my bad. It's not their only worry. <laughs> yeah. They also have Brandon Clark is dead. He's not Damn. coming back the rest of the season. <laughs> you He's gonna scare some people. You gonna scare he, some people. Yeah, not only Brandon Clark tore his Achilles, guys. Yeah. He is still living. He's in yeah. rehab, right? He's gonna get surgery. That <laughs> you gonna scare some people, man. Yeah, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, Brandon Clark's alive, but he's uh, not gonna be with the team for the rest of the season. Sadly, yeah. into next season. Yeah. On top of that, Stephen Adams is out for at least another month. God, so that's two front court players gone. And on top of that. Draymond Green murdered Dylan Brooks on live TV or <laughs> on live podcast yesterday. Dumbass. <laughs> that's embarrassing, that man. That was so funny. Oh, yeah. Man. Aside from that, aside from Dylan Brooks, Dylan Brooks can actually fried by Draymond Green. Yeah. The Grizzlies are falling apart. No. Like they were two seed looking. We were talking about them. Like they're doing yeah. their job. They're as good as we thought they'd be. It's I believe grim. at the end, towards sometime in the last podcast that we did, I thought that the Grizzlies were going to slow down. Not tremendously, but they were going to have a couple missteps because Steven Adams, he's a big part of that team in general. Yeah. And yeah. they, they like, slowed up for sure, and his presence is still missed, but not to this degree, you know? Yeah. Like, losing out on Brandon Clark, people don't understand how good Brandon Clark is. He's a, he's yeah. a phenomenal, I don't want to say young player, but youngish or whatever you want to call him player. It's like 27, you know? <laughs> Old ass. Yeah. 23-year-old Ricky. Drafted, like, <laughs> a couple years ago, and you're 27 already? It is what yeah. it is, man. But... <sighs> They just miss out on so much because you have Jaron Jackson Jr. who, who like ends up in foul tr- in foul trouble so much, and Brandon Clark is such a he's one of the most versatile bigs in the entire NBA. And now you have to rely on Xavier Tillman, who is like begging to get cooked every night. He's just too slow, but he's a good player. <laughs> I but, did not like watching him play. <laughs> yeah, like it's not fun like watching him play on defense. 
Yeah, and the the part that sucks too isn't even necessarily just Brandon Clark as himself in a vacuum, but for years now they've known they could rely heavily on bench lineups that include Jaron Jackson and Brandon Clark as your two front court players as a duo. Yeah. For some reason, they're good apart together. They're just fucking awesome, especially in the playoffs. You have this small versatility while still having rim protection. It's elite. And losing that for the whole year for your playoff run, like not having that tool in your back pocket, sucks. It's elite. It, just like they can't go small anymore to the degree that they could before, which was a big part of how they were able to like free up so much space for Jada Cook people. He was averaging like fucking 35 against the Warriors before he got hurt because of those lineups they were able to play for majority of the game. Even if Jock comes back, this this hurts their playoff Sanchez's a lot. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. no, they're done. They're they're done, right? Cooked? And they're 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 cooked. I wouldn't be shocked, um, personally, if we don't see John Morant again. I, I think like ever. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he'll be he'll be back next year, but it's like for the rest, but That's like but like for the for the rest of the season, uh, I think it's on the table. I nah, think he'll be back. He didn't kill anybody. He'll be back. No, but like. Who knows? I I think you're right. They're, they're not, not like up. suspending him, and they just keep coming out and saying like, "All right, John's gonna be away for two games. He's gonna be away for four games, and then after this next like you know after this four game stretch, if John's not ready, then I don't know. I don't know if it would be smart to bring him back when you're trying to ramp up for the playoffs, and then the first like like what can't happen is game one hits. And that's John Morant's first game back. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like you can't a lot be, of pressure. Yeah, you can't be focused on, on on game one of the playoffs and whatever matchup you have, and then everything is just gonna be like, John, what's been happening? What have you been doing? Can you talk yeah. about the incident? That that's too much of a distraction. So like, there has to be a ramp up period for him to come back. And I feel like if he misses that window, then it wouldn't be shocking to see him not play for them again this year. That makes sense. I I feel like they're gonna bring him back after this four games or soon after like to finish the last like three weeks of the regular season. Yeah. It would just be shocking if this ended up becoming something that serious. It feels like more like it's, I mean, it is very serious already, not to, not to diminish it. Yeah. But it's more like, you know, it's serious because he's on the path to crime, not that he's done crime, you know? Yeah. So it's not like it's going to be like, he didn't do anything horrible yet to deserve that kind of banishment for the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, but that's the thing. I don't know if it, it probably wouldn't be like a banishment, but just like, soft banishment yeah but just like listen go over there do it do whatever you need to do handy your business and then like get your mind right and then come back and yeah like, like we yeah, can, there's a lot we, we don't know we don't, you know, we don't know what you know, his like issues we, are we can talk about this next season but for right now listen they lost three in a row they are 12 and 21 on the road they were the number two seed they're now the number three seed and if shout out the kings really shout out shout out bean <laughs> team shout the out the bean seed. team yeah, that's so soft. 17 here, years they've been out of the playoffs, and then they yeah. come back, and they're the two seed in the West. Just to get Molly Watt by the Lakers in the first round, you hate to fucking see it. <laughs> oh, whoa. They're they going to run whoa. the boys out the building. <laughs> Anthony Davis is going to make some bonus his son. <laughs> they are going to run them out the building. Malik Monk <laughs> is going to give everybody just nightmares. Going to throw I, fits. I promise you. Wait till he meets Malik Beasley, the better Malik Monk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's great. Yeah. going to clash. <laughs> Anyways. Maybe head to head with the Madden cover. Memphis, <laughs> that's funny. Shout out Madden, what Madden 2010. ten? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the Grizzlies, they need to they need to figure themselves out because they are yeah. they are on the verge of spiraling. You have all these injuries. This is the worst time to be a Memphis Grizzlies fan, and I feel I feel bad for the fans for the for the team that has become kind of annoying. Hey, it'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. Damn. Now you have to rely on Dylan Brooks on being like your 
actual third, fourth option or whatever, taking them nasty, jacking up the most random nasty shots. Yeah, that team you is in like the thirty-five percent from the field for the year. Yeah, that team is in the, the field. <laughs> yeah, it's so trash. Who <laughs> does awful. that from the field, bro? He's so bad. Yeah, that's. Dr- I'm so glad Draymond Green cooked him. The, oh, yeah. the way he, he was calling, it. he's this idiot. Like the, he had so much malice in his words, it was amazing. Yeah, he God, man. Yeah. This right, let's move on to our to our last Western team, which we just alluded to. We're gonna be quick about it, but we gotta talk about the Lakers a little bit, just because our last episode was titled around they're fucked because it was right after LeBron got hurt and we were talking about they're kind of cooked. They are not cooked <laughs> so far. They've been battling. They, I think, they won three of the last four, and. In those wins, pretty much since LeBron got hurt, Anthony Davis has gone back to early season Anthony Davis we saw when we were talking up here, like, is he, like, back to being a top-five player? Like, he's, like, him again. He's averaging 29 points and 13 rebounds with 2.6 blocks. He's a two-way force. He can't be stopped. And this team is just incredibly competent. Yeah, man. Last night, he sacrificed his nostrils. So, shout-out to him. Dennis (laughs) Schroeder's hooping. Austin Reeves is, like, just doing incredible. He's an incredible role player. Jared Vanderbilt, like, everybody knows what he's about now, and he's, like, letting the media ride his meat. So, shout-out to him for finally getting that. Like, (laughs) everything's just clicking. They don't even have D'Angelo Russell yet. So, um, yeah, he's coming back on Friday. They finally confirmed today. Yeah. LA people are up right now. Yeah. In the last 10 games, they have the number one defense in the league at 107.6, which is pretty good. It would be, like, it would be top of the league for the season. And the next team... The next five teams are all at least 109. So they have like a pretty good lead over number one. Like they've been by far the best defense in the league. Yeah. And like you said, it's because of Jared Vanderbilt. Yeah. There's obviously when you're that high and that small of a sample size, there's some shooting luck involved usually, which has been the case for them. Teams are shooting like 31% from three, which isn't sustainable. So they'll drop down a little bit. But I think this Jared Vanderbilt and Anthony Davis front court together is like your floor is like a top five defense right now. Yeah, like that is a legitimate building block to build off of. Even you're seeing now with LeBron not there and D'Lo not there, you could win games yeah. with the tenacity they have and this floor of a defense. You just got to be confident on offense on any given night. Yeah, exactly. And I can you can expect that with this like the consistency that guys like Dennis Schroeder has like given them. It's what would you where would you guys be without Dennis Schroeder, man? This needs to be you got you need to have a Dennis Schroeder appreciation podcast. Oh, he's been great. I, think, I love him. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. I've always been a Dennis Schroeder defender. Like, I, I think he's good. Like, he's legit. You don't give him eighty million like, out of this season. Listen, I'm not an idiot, but I like. <laughs> <laughs> don't test me. Yeah, man. I don't like a lot of people for eighty million. Yeah. So my question to you guys now is like, with the slaughter fest that is in the West, do you see the Lakers making it into the play-in? They're playing right now, and I think they're ninth seed or something like that. And I had yeah. like, I had them yeah, in probably the as a lock. I mean, look at the teams around them. They're the nine seed. The Pelicans are the same record as them, but they're the 10 seed because tiebreaker. Yeah. Zion's out for another two weeks. The Pelicans are in free fall. I don't see that turning around. Yeah. The Thunder are the 11 seed. The Thunder, they're unserious. Shea isn't playing back-to-backs anymore because they want to get that lottery, and he has an abdominal that's, injury they're being slow with. That's so lame. Slow. It's not It's not really because of that, but it's because they're playing safe with his injury. And the Trailblazers fucking suck. Yeah. The Jazz dropped a 13. They're finally, the house they're of cards is falling apart. Sure. So, like, are you scared of any of those teams passing them up? Honestly, I thought they were finished. I thought they were done. I'm so frustrated. It makes me so mad looking at these guys. This is terrible. This is terrible. I thought the Lakers were cooked. Yeah. LeBron got hurt. D'Angelo Russell got hurt. They were in free fall. They had just traded half the team. Yeah. And somehow 
They have made everything click. I don't understand what is happening. Isaac yeah. just left, and I know he's coming back to put on a jersey to make me. Oh, upset. he's so lame. I'm already mad from yeah. everything that I'm about to see. Yeah. Yes, the the Lakers for every single reason that that Isaac just said. The Pelicans, who by the way beat the Mavericks. What do you do? He went on. I couldn't find a jersey because I'm moving and I packed them, but I found a hat. <laughs> <laughs> he called it. He called it. It's like dying, yo. I couldn't find my. I, I packed my Magic Johnson jersey in a box. I'm moving to LA, so yeah. this is all I can do. Damn. I know you. I know you. Yeah. This is this is terrible. This Shout is out to you, Isaac. Goddamn, man. You should be you should be happy as hell. And like, who would have thought that the Lakers? Like, once LeBron got hurt, we were all like, it's over. It's wraps. They have like zero chance to go ahead and like still fight this playoff race that they're fighting. They've been fighting. You know, since I said that. I said that, so I didn't sound like a Lakers dick rider. I didn't believe it. Yeah, the Lakers. <laughs> the Lakers found themselves. The Lakers found themselves down twenty eight on national TV and looked around and was like. And guess what? Guess they what? said we got them exactly where we want them. I knew they'd win. Hmm. No, you didn't. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I actually turned the game off. They'll probably make the play in. Yeah. Yeah, They're back in the mix at least. Them. You never know because LeBron's out, so they could very easily lose three straight. Yeah. But they're going to be in this play-in range, and we all thought they'd be sunk. So at the minimum, they surprised us there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Shout out to the Lakers, man. You know what? Let's move on to the East. Let's We're 30 minutes in. We have a whole other conference to talk about. We got to start with... Listen, I got the cook about the Lakers. Donovan, it's your turn. If we're talking about the Lakers being great. The if the Lakers I... are in a great spot, the Knicks are in the best spot possible. Yeah. The Let's best about spot it, possible. The New York Knicks are steaming up. They're steaming up the Eastern Conference standings. We're Listen, we might mess around and win a playoff series this year. Jalen Brunson. <laughs> Jalen Brunson, I, I apologize. I disrespected you. I was, I guess I wasn't familiar with your game. You don't, you don't deserve it. You came him. in this season because you came in this season and you have balled out and you have been exactly what all the Knicks fans have been looking for. Emmanuel, Emmanuel, quickly, my son, you have been balling. <laughs> you have been balling and hooping. Josh Hart has been exactly what we needed. Julius Randle is now contract year. Julius Randle, it's beautiful. Mitchell yeah. Robinson, the anchor of a defense, guys, nine and one over the last ten games. Fantastic, fantastic de- defensively. We are one of the rare teams in the league that have a fantastic record on the road and have a winning record at home. I'm telling y'all right now, we might mess around and win a playoff <laughs> series. And it's the way that's shaping up right now is that the New York Knicks are going to play Donovan Mitchell in the first round. Y'all going to get claps. We're sending Donovan Mitchell home. And y'all we're going to tell him and show everybody else we don't need you. That'll we're be good fan. over here by ourselves, and <laughs> we're going to be just fine. Yeah. It's going to be a great series. It's yeah. going to be a great series. Where every, all that stuff that you saw two years ago, right, when we played the Hawks in that weird COVID year, when everything was weird and upside down, that's not happening this year. This is a real <laughs> basketball yeah. team with real expectations and real hope, and we're going to do it. I yeah, I mean, every moment going to have Julius Randle in hell, but it'll be fun. Drop the mic. <laughs> It'll be yeah, they're great. Game, like you said, you buried the lead for a second. They're 9-1 in the last 10 games. Nine of those wins were in a row. They're incredible. And mm-hmm. the weird thing about it has been, you know, a Tom Thibodeau team is known for being defensive-oriented. He's very old school and hard-nosed, doesn't play his young players because he wants people that are disciplined defenders. But in this span, let's go to the last 15 games, they're not even like a great defensive team. They're 12th yeah. in defense. But they're third in offensive rating. Crazy. In the last 15 games. 
yeah. behind just the Kings, who were like just god tier offense, yeah. and then the Seventy Sixers, who we'll talk about later. Yeah. They, they they flipped the script, and why are they doing that? Another thing you alluded to, Jalen Brunson is fucking him. In his last Bro, fifteen he's games, disgusting. he's averaging twenty eight point six points, six assists, three rebounds on fifty four percent from the field and forty two percent from three. Bro. He just became Damian Lillard. Like, That's how, I was about to say it. Sounds like Damian Lillard numbers, bro. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. I have some beautiful numbers. Yeah. Right what are you seeing from Brunson, Mo? I've seen the same old. I've seen the same old stuff from Brunson that I've like we've been seeing since the last mm-hmm. year, but just in another level and other echelon. Like this is. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't think like, you can say it's the same old stuff. It's definitely it's it's the same stuff. Like it's the foundation, but it's taken up to a whole nother level. Like yeah. he started this project years ago, started construction years ago. And now he's built up this fucking penthouse. skyscraper <laughs> penthouse of a fucking game that yeah. he has, bro. And like Jalen Brunson, he's just the perfect player for the Knicks on the yep. court. Off yeah. the I'm court, glad you said this beautiful, bro. It's this beautiful. is my favorite victory lap this year. Yeah, I'm going to like, sure. I'm going to claim this so much because we talked about it before. When they made the signing, yeah, so many people it. were like, they overpaid for him, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, y'all are stupid. idiots. He's the 17th highest paid point guard in the NBA. You're morons. And the reasons people like me were saying that is because when he played in the Mavs last year, in the games where Luka was sitting, he averaged 22 points per game and seven assists. Yeah. A player that would average 22 and seven for the season deserves the money they gave him. So coming Absolutely. in, we were like, he does everything the Knicks would need. He's a good scorer at the rim. He's a good mid-range shooter. He's a good playmaker. All the things that the Knicks were fucking terrible at last year. Mm. And like you said, he's a perfect player. And even I couldn't expect this. And I was on the Jalen Brunson train. I didn't expect a run for him maybe after 28 for an extended period of time. Look, man, I had this man as an all-star. All right? I had him as the most improved player of the year. Who? Does he have a chance for that? I don't know. I think I'm, I may... Probably not. No. Towards the narrative, Lowry, the narrative so. set. It's Larry. Yeah, exactly. But that wasn't a bad take at all. Me saying that he, I wanted him as an all-star, drafting him on my all-star team. That he's second, he's second on the odds list right now for, for yeah. most improved. For me personally, yeah, I think you have to give it to Larry. So just narrative yeah, reasons, he's statistically, yeah. whatever, that point leap is kind of crazy. But, dude, Jalen Brunson is legit now. He's the best point guard that you guys have had since when, Donovan? Long time. What? Right. Walt Frazier. Damn. <laughs> Jason Rip. Kidd. Ray, Raymond Felton. Damn. <laughs> 2013 Raymond Felton was kind of different, uh, but I don't know. It's, they haven't had a better point guard since the year began with the two. I'll say that. Prob- yeah, that's true. He's the yeah. Jalen Brunson is the best Nick point guard of the millennium. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's fantastic. And listen, the trade for Josh Hart has been. So Talk about ma- that. it's been so so just magnificent. That's the best. <laughs> that's, that's the best word that I can use for it. Josh Hart has played 554 possessions. This is according to Cleaning the Glass. He's played 554 possessions with the Knicks so far. Their point mm-hmm. differential with Josh Hart on the floor is plus 22. That is the best. That is the best rate in the NBA right now. That's crazy. He's the Nikola Jokic. Li- <laughs> the lineup with the lineup with Brunson. Quickly, Josh Hart, Julius Randle, and Isaiah Hartenstein, plus 38.7. Damn. Right? The lineup right under that, which is probably what you're going to see a lot uh, now that that Mitch is back, Brunson, Quickly, Hart, Randle, and Robinson at the five. That one, a little bit less possessions, but that one is still plus 24. Like, there's just so many lineups that Josh Hart is in where they are not even just positive. 
they are some of the best lineups in the league, and he just contributes to winning in so many different ways. Yeah, and like, if you have if you have if you have Josh Hart doing what he's doing, Jalen Brunson, like you said, playing like Damian Lillard light, and then Julius Randle, who can just focus on getting buckets and not have to worry about setting up the offense and getting everybody else involved. That is exactly what you want from the Knicks, and, and they you, are mm-hmm. they're in a great position. I'm, you didn't I'm even super mention, excited. You didn't even mention one of the bigger, not bigger, one of the biggest factors alongside all those important things. Emmanuel quickly, like dude, he's yeah. been snapping this season. He's been everything that scouts thought he was going to be during this last like ten Fantastic. fifty game stretch, averaging like eighteen points. Shooting eighteen, shooting fifty percent from the field, bro. It's he's been fantastic. He's been he's great. great. He's finally getting consistent minutes. That's the biggest thing. Is yeah. that he's finally earned his right to be in the rotation consistently. You know how Tom Thibodeau is. He's, he's a, a dick when it comes to rotations. <laughs> if, yeah, he's a bastard. Like not literally, but you know he's not forgiving he's when it comes so to young players and their minutes. <laughs> I would not enjoy playing for him if I was twenty-one years old. Yeah, and but, is, yeah, quickly he's finally crazy. proved himself. This back this to Josh Hart real quick. The funny thing about Josh Hart, you're, like you're, everything you're saying is correct. He's the perfect connecting player to play alongside two like star, quote unquote, ball handlers, the lead players in the Knicks. He's perfect. You know what's funny? There was a point with the Blazers. I know Zach Lowe keeps talking about this every five seconds he can, mm-hmm. where Josh Hart just like refused to take threes for a while. Yeah. He just like stopped doing it. And like Josh Zach Lowe talked about, he's talking to people within the Blazers organization. And they're like, we don't get it. Like, he's just not taking them. Like he just wouldn't do it. He's shooting 60% from three since he became a Nick. <laughs> Damn. He's on 60%. that James Harden. He's, he's on the James Harden where he's just like, yeah, I'm just not going to show up to work anymore. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just not I was like, I'll just do it and I'll just make it every time. How about that? Damn. So I'll like it if I just don't miss him. Then maybe I'll just keep doing it. You know it's, you know what name that we didn't hear about when it comes to talking about the next success? No, don't, don't do it. Don't I didn't do hear it. About RJ. Well, I'm, I'm glad you said this. <laughs> yeah. Guys, we were having a positive moment. <laughs> You're having a positive I know you moment. smile too much, bro. You know I like seeing pain. You, you, you know, you know okay. I like projecting like okay. you said. Let's talk okay. about okay. it. Bro, RJ Barrett doesn't close games sometimes now. Damn! Yeah. Which means that Tom <laughs> Thibodeau, maybe the front office, whoever, is finally not giving up on him, but becoming realistic with the season he's having and his role with the team. And they're, they're better for it. Them closing games with Josh Hart instead of RJ Barrett makes them a better team. Gosh. I'm so glad they've done this and they're willing to do that. It feels like we're seeing like positive development from Tom Thibodeau in terms of his rotations and his habits than what yeah. we've seen in the past couple of years yeah. where he's like playing the players that fans want him to play. And usually you don't, don't listen to fans, but you know, there's a reason they say these things. Mm-hmm. His, the, we're seeing this because Tom Thibodeau looked up in the middle of the season and realized that his job was on the line and that he would never <laughs> get another head coaching job again. If he got fired from the Knicks, they had a game on, on a Sunday where they got blown out by like 30 by by the Dallas Mavericks. It was a terrible showing. Then they go out and they gave up. I think it was like 140 or 150 in regulation to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And you just watch all this stuff and you're like, okay, like this is how the next season is going to go, right? Tibbs is going to end up getting fired. They're going in a new direction. And Tibbs looked at the man in the mirror and he said, "No, I I got to I got to keep getting these checks." <laughs> and so like he he switched it up so like props to him. I think we and we talked about this last episode. Um, somebody asked about about RJ. There's a real possibility that RJ has to get moved in the in the off season. The on, the honestly, I think the only thing stopping him from being moved as soon as the season is over is his contract. Facts. Because because his contract is like massive now. But yeah. if if there's anybody willing to take you know 
to take a risk on a young. Please hit him up. Uh, on, <laughs> He'll yes. set the flyers for right now. If there's anybody <laughs> who stop. wants a young player who is a top three draft pick and you see some potential, please hit my line and let's <laughs> make something wants, work. <laughs> if anybody's interested in one single Canadian RJ Hampton, he's yours. Yeah. RJ Hampton, <laughs> he's all yours. Canadian Chris Dunn is for sale. <laughs> oh, that's so crazy. Canadian Chris Dunn. <laughs> Man, I saw Chris Dunn on the Utah Jazz the other day and I was so confused. I Bro, was if like, you asked me to name you what team Chris Dunn plays for with a gun to my head, I would be yeah. dead as fuck. God. I would be deceased. That's Yo, we need to actually. I thought, we I need thought to, Chris Dunn was going to be him. This, too. this needs to be a TikTok series in the future, Isaac. Who we play for. That would be great. Yeah, facts. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah. I think that's the end of the Knicks segment. The Knicks are back. For now, uh, we, we did you, this though, early man. in the season, and they fell off for, for the next 10 games. We'll mm-hmm. see if they can stick. We're back. <laughs> All right, uh, that's going to be a clip out of it. We're going to make a video out of that as a clip. That was a good conversation. That was fire. He actually right. We're going to start posting clips to the YouTube channel, like 10-minute segments in the podcast. If you're still listening, let me know in the comments if you want to see clips. But all right, before true that, true we're going to talk about the top three teams in the East. Before we get to that, we have to talk about McCall Bridges. Or Man, Michael. Like, I, I can't, how the fuck do I say his name? I can't get it right. I, I think I think it's Mikhail. Mikhail, that's what it is. Okay. Mikhail. Yeah. Mikhail Bridges has taken the leap. In the time he's been on the Knicks. I mean, the Ten Knicks, games. Fuck, I'm brain, brainwashed. Nets, Since the time he's been on the Nets, he's averaging 26.5 points, 5 rebounds, 3.3 assists, with 52% from the field, 48% from 3, and 92% from the free throw. 50-40-90 with room to go. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> that's just prime KD, bro. <laughs> Listen, I mean, listen, I, I don't know if he makes that noise, but, like, <laughs> but he does the Does he not stick his tongue out? I don't think so. was, That was the zestiest. He doesn't drop down and get his eagle on. <laughs> that, was, that was the zestiest celebration I've ever seen. That was crazy. But yeah, he's him, and he's making the yeah. leap that we all hoped he could. Everybody, It's been funny because on Twitter people were like, oh, the Suns got rid of him. They didn't know what they had. They got rid of a blossoming star. You got, like, Ke- you got Kevin Durant. Like, you dumb idiots. Why do you think he was a centerpiece of a Kevin Durant trade? They knew what they had. They had to give yeah. up something to get a top 10 player. Yeah. Yeah. Man. yeah. Listen, He's everything you want him to be. He looks great. Fact, from, exactly. from the desk of my fantasy basketball team, thank you, Mikael Bridges. You have <laughs> single-handedly made us a playoff contender again. I really appreciate you. But he's been, not nah, like you said, he's, he's, been, he's been really, really great. And it's, it was very interesting because when, when Brooklyn got everything back, from Phoenix and from Dallas. They had a lot of fours, they had a lot of forwards, a lot of like pieces that would that would help them be like a scrappy team that can, you know, compete for 42 games a year, which is basically like that's kind of on the pace that they that they are cuz even though that Mikael's been great, the 3 and 7 or 4 and 6 in the last 10 like they haven't been fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But it's I think it's very interesting to see Mikhail take over the offense and be able to step into another situation and instantly be like the man offensively, especially coming off of like what the Nets were, where Cam Thomas was was kind of ascending into being like a really good scoring option for them. Now we got yeah. three straight DMPs. That's crazy, bro. Yeah. One thing <laughs> that like I do not, I know this conversation is going to happen. Let's say if like the Phoenix Suns just are first round exit. You're going to have fans out there that will be like, oh, man, we should have just kept Mikhail Bridges instead of KD because, like, he's he's doing the same exact shit and he's actually healthier and he's younger works. and shit like that. But it's like, bro, let's be real. Like, 
in that situation, Devin Booker's not letting Mikal Bridges cook. CP's not letting him do that shit either, bro. Mikal's yeah. great. He's a fantastic role player. But in certain situations, like, you kind of maxed out and peaked your, like, what you're being asked to do, you know? Yeah. If, for a young player, situation is everything. I keep on preaching. I keep on preaching about this. And, like, this is just one of those situations where he's – the focus is all, all on him. Yeah. He's it comes down to somebody like Kevin Durant can score 30 while Devin Booker scores 30. He's good enough, has that type of scalable game. He's that yeah. guy. Bridges isn't like that. If Bridges could score 28 in the Suns, he would have done it. He, he just doesn't have that type of skill set. He yeah. needs the ball in his hands more to do what we're seeing him do. So, yeah. like, it's just, like, it's useless to kick yourself as a Suns fan and be like, oh, what could, what could have happened if we let him develop? Like, he wouldn't have been Kevin Durant, I'll tell you that. Like, yeah, you're going to do, do fine if you're a Suns fan. Yeah, you'll, you'll live. You'll live, bro. Shout out to the Nets. Shout out to McCall Bridges. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> just just wanted to quickly shout him out. But now we should talk to about the meat and potatoes of this Eastern Conference. These top three teams are close as hell and have all been interesting in their own right. Let's start okay. with the Bucks. Bro, the Bucks are unbeatable right now. Bruh, they're so unbeatable that Giannis is deservingly so in MVP conversations again. Yeah, he's forcing it back into a conversation with Jokic, which... Yeah. There's been a lot of nasty conversation around this MVP race in the media lately. I ain't gonna lie. If Kendrick, honestly, Kendrick Perkins probably been watching our YouTube shorts and he's been seeing all your drafts, all your patterns of who you, who you <laughs> like to select first. And he's like, this motherfucker Isaac. <laughs> I just want to bunch of the shit I, out we, of your last we, name. We don't got to get too far into it. I don't want to yeah. talk about that toxic, yeah. <laughs> old ass conversation. But I will say that Kendrick Perkins is the worst thing that happened to NBA media <laughs> since fucking... Kendrick, I'm not gonna make that joke. Awful Perk. <laughs> He's Perkins. horrible for NBA. Media. Yeah, don't say that. Good job. <laughs> off of Perk Perkins, man. What do you expect? Yeah, I hate that guy. But yeah, the Bucks are fantastic. They're back to the one seed now after a slow-ish start because of health. We talked about we did our player, uh, not player, team ratings for the year. We gave them grades so far in the season around the trade deadline. I gave them a B. You guys gave them an A because they're starting a little slow, and I was like, they haven't been as good as the Celtics. If we redid that today, I would give them an A with ease. Like, they're back to the one seed, back to being as good as you'd want them to be. Chris is... They've been bringing Chris Middleton back slowly. He's been coming off the bench a lot. Mm -hmm. In this last game, he finally started for the first time. 24 points, 11 assists. He's starting again tonight. He's back in the lineup. Yeah. If they're rolling how they have been, and Chris is finally coming around, he's going to be back to, like, 2021 Chris. This Along with make a run. Drew Holiday playing the way he is and Brooke Lopez having one of the most impactful seasons of his career... Yeah, Bucks are nasty, man. The Bucks back, are man. nasty. They're gonna win a title. They they they're gonna they're gonna win a title. I won't I won't be shocked, honestly. If they if they're again if they're rolling like this, if every if everything is hidden, if Chris Middleton like like you guys have said, Chris Middleton gets back to the, to his level. Drew Holiday, all you know, one of the best defenders in the league. <laughs> Giannis, one of the best defenders in the league. Brooke Lopez, one of the best defenders God. in the league. Like they yeah. are, they are impenetrable on defense. Their offense is. They found out their offense. Let's and talk about for, that. And for 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 a big part of the season, like I was kind of skeptical. My worry was that like, is Chris Middleton like this valuable to the offense to where it goes from you know like twentieth mid offense to, you know one one of the better offenses in the league? Yes, he absolutely yeah. is. Yeah, absolutely is. It's also because they have such a shortage of shooting this year that mm-hmm. it makes him even more valuable. Because, spoiler alert, he can shoot. A lot of those guys can't. Yeah. So, for the year, they're second in defense. Like always, you know, they always hang their hat on defense. Even when they won the title, they weren't. They were a defense-oriented team. 
and for the year they're just 17th in offense overall. So that's what you're saying. Like it's a very mid offense. Yeah. And that's why they were starting a little slow as like a three seed earlier in the year. But if you look at the last ten games, they're seventh in offense. So like things are starting to click lately. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And he's a little bit more than his shooting, of course. Like he is obviously one of the best shooters on that entire mm-hmm. roster. But like there's things outside of shooting that's ultra valuable, sure. which is like he out of everyone on that team. I'd be most comfortable with him outside of with the ball in his hands, and I trust him in his decision making. That's no shade, no shot yeah. at Drew Holiday whatsoever. It's just naturally, I like he's a better playmaker, you know. And like in terms of just like all the levels of the court where he's effective, and like his height, his size, the vision. Not to say he's one of the best passers in the league whatsoever, but um, he just he can make plays for himself and others a little bit. You're right, like, exactly. That's a that's a dynamic they need in their offense from a ball handler. Yeah, exactly, and that just changes Especially playing the off offense Giannis. completely. It comes down to when you, when you play with Giannis, teams throw a lot of bodies at him helping. You need to be able to swing it out to guys who can catch the ball, shoot, yeah. or attack off the dribble and make plays themselves. For everything Grayson Allen's done well this year, that's not Grayson Allen, Grayson Allen's game. They need to have that second guy outside of Drew, and Chris brings that back to them. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to Javon Carter, too. He's been an right, interesting dude. <laughs> looks like he, he looks like a very interesting character, man. Like, <laughs> I, I want to say P- something, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> you know he's Pierre's cousin? Are you serious? Really? Yeah, it's like his blood cousin. Blood? Really? Oh, that's wow. crazy. Yeah, like it's, it's his cousin cousin. It's Javon Carter. Ah, that's interesting. I never knew that. More you know. Cool. More you know. Yeah. yeah. A little through the wire lore. <laughs> but yeah. So the Bucks are on the up and up. They're everything. There's not much that much to say because they're just back to being the Bucks. They're what we expected for them to be. Another team that's on the up and up in this top three, the 76ers. Oh, yeah. They're looking them. like... I don't know why I forget the. So everybody talks about them with like a little bit of trepidation in their voice, where everyone like, everyone's kind of scared to have too much faith in the 76ers. They kind of like, as soon as you get confident in them, they make you nervous because James Harden fails every year, Joel Embiid gets hurt every year in the playoffs. PTSD. Yeah, exactly. Doc Rivers is their coach. Yeah, Doc Rivers is inept. You just kind of don't want to trust them, but they're kind of giving you reason to trust them lately. No, they haven't. Okay, I know you don't (laughs) trust them, but they've looked like legitimately extremely good. Go against James Atlanta. Harden came back from injury on December 5th. Since then, they have the number two offense in the entire NBA, behind only the Kings. Which, as you guys know, Joel Embiid's now averaging like 33 points per game. Harden's averaging 11 assists. Like They're both clicking together as well as you could want them to as a duo. And what's most impressive to me about that is Harden just does not turn the ball over anymore. As you guys know, Prime Harden was always like an amazing scorer, amazing playmaker, but he had a high turnover ratio, yeah, like Russell Westbrook. Yeah. The other night, he had 20 assists and one turnover. Damn. That's some CP3 What the fuck is that ratio? Yeah, that's crazy. And the night before that, he had 38 and 10 with only two turnovers. God, yeah. His ball security is just amazing at this point. Yeah. He's not making crazy decisions or anything like that. But, Donovan, you you don't like to hear any of that. What do you have to say? Hater. No, I think it's, it's it's lining up for this to be the most typical 76ers season <laughs> that we've seen in terms of like, they are going to have everything on paper to, to make you look at them and say, you guys have a chance to at least make the conference finals and they just aren't going to get it done. And the, the, the two games in recent memory that really, really took me out of this like headspace of being able to jump on the bandwagon. So like person personally, I've since the start of the season, I've said that the Sixers are going to be a second round exit. I feel affirmed in that statement because of the game against Boston at home on, on that Saturday night primetime game. Yeah. And the game against Miami. 
those specifically the the Boston one. They've played three games against the Celtics this year. They've lost all three. That game against it's against Kryptonite, man. That game against Boston, they were in control for the entire they were in control as much as you would want them to and they can't finish that game at home and it's just like if Joel and James can't look across the the floor or whatever at home when you're in control and you're up nine or whatever close to double digits and if you can't say we're gonna win this game I don't trust you and then you have another then you have another game recently where you're playing against the heat and Jimmy Butler just goes in and he's like, yeah, I'm going to win this game. And they don't have anybody like Joel. Joel didn't step up to take to take over that game and win that game. It's it's those games against the teams that, that they're going to play in the yeah. playoffs where they haven't shown the ability to finish things out. And that that's what worries me so it's much these, about Philly. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, I'm interested in the fact that you said that you brought the Celtics. So they lost three games to them. Mm-hmm. I saw a tweet. I can't remember who tweeted it. That was interesting that this top three in the East is really about matchups and whatever series come to because the 76ers kryptonite is the Celtics because they have switchable wings to throw at Harden and really smart bigs that have a lot of experience guarding Embiid. Then the Celtics kryptonite is the Bucks because Giannis is impossible to stop for a team that has wings but not a lot of size and, you know, uh, aggressiveness in the paint. You yeah. know, they have that discipline. Giannis mm-hmm. is just like a different beast for them. But then... The Bucks kryptonite is the Sixers, who have been kind of giving them hell lately. So, like, all these teams are really effective against each other, but also are really affected by the other one. So, it's like a trifecta of, like, Pokemon types that hurt that damage each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, that's, that's it's going to make the second round really interesting, because these teams are going to play each other in some capacity. Yeah. I think, I, think the, I think the two and the three is going to be Boston and Philly. And if that's the case... Boston's going to get that series. Yeah, they're for they're sure. going they're going to win. <clears throat> yeah. And I would but if not if Philly plays the Bucks, it's going to be interesting. Like it's all about matchups. And the, but I mean, but that they would have to drop to 4. Milwaukee's two games up on on Boston. They yeah, are not right. they're not letting that go. You're right. And we we'd all pick the Bucks over the Sixers, but like Definitely. The Celtics are their boogeyman. We would feel a little more like this is a series if it was Embiid versus Giannis, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. The East is really the East has a little bit more clarity in their playoff picture. Everybody is kind of like two games apart right now. Like the Celtics are two games above the Sixers. The Sixers are two and a half games above above the Cavs. The Cavs are two and a half games above the Knicks. Like there's some there's some some breathing room that I don't think yeah. is going to get made up towards the end of the season. So I feel like at least in the top five, what you see right now is probably what we're going to get. Yeah. yeah. So. We've talked about the Sixers. We've talked about the Bucks. There's the third team in this top three we have to talk about who have... This is obviously the Celtics. Mm-hmm. And they've been, you know, the most steady four-star most of the year. They were the one seed for a lot of time, the best team in basketball for a lot of time. People were saying Tatum has an MVP claim because of it. They're... I hesitate to use the word falling off, but they're slowing down a little bit. Yeah. For a variety of reasons. And I want to know is, are you upset about it? Do you, Are you worried about them because of it? I don't think anybody should be worried about this whatsoever. Like teams have, I don't want to say they're coasting or whatever, but like there's nothing when I've seen them play the very few times I've seen them play over the last week or week or so. Like, it's just like, I don't want to say lazy basketball, but just not as much urgency. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. You know, I've seen Celtics fans talk about this and I've seen someone say that they're clearly not having the tenacity they had early in the season. That's like clear. 
But last year, they sprinted through the finish line of the season and paid for it because they had injuries. Robert Williams got hurt in the first round. They were gassed in the finals against the Celtics. I mean, against the Warriors. Mm. So clearly, them sprinting through the finish line really hurt them. So now they're playing it slow. They're kind of like treading water a little bit into the playoffs. Yeah. Do you see value to that for a team that's been there and knows they can get there? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Donovan's saying no. No. If you're if you're like if you're thirty, if the majority of your team is like thirty years old, right, thirty thirty one, then then maybe yeah. But the I don't like the idea or or the narrative, and especially if it's coming from Celtics fans that like. Oh, we sprinted towards the finish line and we were gassed in the in the playoffs. Mm. No, you guys turned the ball over twenty times every single game, and Jason Tatum, and Jason Tatum couldn't hit because they're retired. Turnovers are stop that. They kind of are though, low key. I mean, that is a correlation. They're like sloppiness the ball can happen. I mean, but turnover, turnovers were a problem that they had the entire season. Yeah, lack and, of playmaking. And so, for them to turn the ball over twenty times, and they ran into one of another like elite defense and they couldn't they couldn't figure it out i'm not going to put that on oh oh we're tired also because yeah. your stars are 25 and 26 years old give me a break yeah but come on come on let's be, give, to be fair jason face, Tatum, man to be fair last year in the playoffs jason tatum led the league in points and assists he was putting up so many minutes so much burden on him offensively he definitely burnt out in the finals people were talking the stupid fucking narrative they were like Jalen Browns actually might be better than Tatum he yeah, had that a better finals performance that was, that was and that happened because Tatum got burnt out he had Harden syndrome where he couldn't carry his load for four straight series it's difficult so I'm not going to pretend that it means nothing you know like Jason Tatum personally did get burnt out it was pretty clear I don't I don't I don't want to I don't want to put that on on Tatum um I think that's I honestly feel like that's unfair to to Jason Tatum to say that okay. he that he burnt out in the finals. Mm-hmm. I and I also think that's unfair to the Warriors to say that. My thing is if I think both if, can be true, but I see what you mean. If you're the if you're the Celtics right now, knowing that you made it to the to the finals last year, you should have your head down going for it, going for the number one seed every single every single time. You should be yeah. playing you should be playing hard every single night and I think that like you like you are not in any position to say oh we can coast through through coast through through the regular season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I said that they're coasting cuz that's kind of what a lot of people feel. But let's talk about why they've been struggling cuz maybe it's not that simple, you know, like maybe yeah. they're just playing bad. In the last 10 games, they're 16th in offense and 12th in defense. 16th in offense is a far cry from what they were early in the season when yeah. they were first above the Kings they were peaked. offensive They may have peaked at the wrong time. Yeah, but let's talk about why, because I think the concerning part that I've seen the Celtics fans talk about is last year they were so good in the second half of the season because their starting lineup was incredible mm-hmm. when they brought Robert Williams into the fold, and not into the fold, but they changed his role, and they put him as basically the power forward while Al Horford was a center guarding centers, and that way Al Horford could be that while Robert Williams uses his weak side rim protection to come protect the rim from the side. That lineup has been dog shit this year. What's the numbers on it? Really? I'll tell you their numbers on it. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so That's called a lob, everybody. Yep. <laughs> it's like their sixth most used lineup this year because Robert Williams has missed a lot of times. Mm-hmm. In that time, they're minus 16.4 net rating. Actively bad lineup that hurts wow. them. They're 17th percentile on offense and 17th percentile on defense, which for those who don't know means they're in the bottom 17% of all lineups. They're Damn. in the 17th percentile in half-court offense. Bottom 17%. Yeah. Yeah. And why is that the case? Because I think we're starting to see... One, Robert Williams doesn't look like Robert Williams quite yet. He looks a little rusty. And I think this year we're really seeing the downside of playing two bigs that was kind of masked last year. 
Mm-hmm. So you know this year the big thing with Joe Mazzulla the change has been they shoot a fuck ton of threes. Forty four percent of their shots are threes. When they're in that lineup, it's only twenty five percent of their shots. It's a whole game style, whole style change. It's a whole style change, right? Completely yeah. change. But it makes sense, right? You have Al Horford and Robert Williams out there. Of course, you're not going to jack up hella threes. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Twenty nine percent of their shots are from three, and but they're shooting twenty five percent on them. So yeah. not only are they not putting up the volume, they're breaking everything with that lineup. Yeah. Which, That's to me, tough. I'm wondering to ask you, was the shooting last year that lineup unsustainable? Because, to me, I hear <laughs> yes. Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, Al Horford. That's not a good shooting lineup. Yep. I think, I think it was unsustainable. Every single game that they won, it was some, some type of historic thing happened. Like, yeah. like you, had, you had, I remember, like, game two in the, in, the, uh, in the Bucks series, they shot, like, 60% from three in the first half. Game four, Al Horford had a career high in, a, in the fourth quarter. He knocked down crazy threes. Game six, uh, game six, Tatum went for 46, career high in the playoffs. Game seven, Grant Williams hit eight threes, career high. Shout like, out to his memory, man. It's, I know. I, because I, I was very frustrated last last year watching <laughs> this team because you would just watch fucking like, hated Grant Williams for no reason. It's like they they just couldn't keep it up, and I was waiting for it to end last year. And it's very interesting. It's it's very interesting to see kind of everything that I was waiting for six, I guess nine months ago, happen now. Yeah, the part to me that confuses me too is it's not even just the offense, right? Like the offense slowing down, they're not being able to hit shots in the small sample size of that lineup doesn't surprise you, right? But you would think the defense would still be good. Like, it's the same core, the same players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not. Like I said, it's 17th percentile. They gave up an insane amount of threes from that lineup. 44% of opponent shots are from three. It's a large number. And teams are scoring on them. They're shooting 76% at the rim against them. When you're playing two bigs, one of them is supposedly one of the best rim protectors in the league. It makes no sense, right? So maybe that tells us it's a small sample size and it'll get better. Yeah. But maybe it tells us that when Robert Williams isn't peak and he's not quite as athletic as he is when he's healthy, maybe it's just too slow-footed out there. Al Horford's a year older. Maybe you just need smaller lineups out there. Oh, but man. If they, put, if they put smaller lineups, I don't... Like, you can't go small just to go small, right? You still have to be able yeah. to have, like, capable small players. And so if they go small and it's like, all right, we'll put Blake Griffin at the five. Like they're getting. Well, oh, it's not that small. It's not that small. <laughs> but but like you see what I'm saying? Like the the options that they have yeah. at the five with with like with Cornet. Well, no, that's not necessarily Horford what I mean. I mean yet. more so just play one of those bigs and not start mm-hmm. both of them, right? Yeah. So like okay. put Al Horford to the bench, start Robert Williams at the five, and then put like Grant Williams next to him or something. Because you know early right. in the season when they were the one seed, it was because they had Al Horford at center and then played small around that because Robert Williams was hurt. Yeah. Maybe they got to go back to that and play one at a time. They listen. That's. I don't. I don't know if they want to do that. They haven't really played like Grant Williams has been really inconsistent in terms of his minutes. Like he, yeah. he's been he's been in and out of the lineups. I don't know what it is um, mm. that they've been feeling or I guess not feeling with Grant. But apparently that's just something that they don't really have too much interest in. Yeah. Do you think they go back to the early season starting lineup where Derek White was starting? <clears throat> Tatum at the four. Derek White Maybe. has been cooking, so you might as well try it. Like they have nothing Maybe. to lose yeah. if, if what is happening and what you guys are suspecting. Like there's some. St- not serious issues, but they're running running into some kinks. They haven't had any kinks throughout the entirety of the season. So, like, if it's happening now, like, now's the best time to make those adjustments. Yeah. But honestly, I'm not worried about them, like, in the slightest. I'm not worried about them overall, but I'm worried about that lineup, which was their bread and butter. Yeah. So, I think the outcome is just they go back to Derek White starting and only start one of the bigs. Maybe yeah. for now, Robert Williams has to be your sixth man. Maybe it's Al Horford. 
But they were cooking to start the year, and once Robert Williams came back and they've kind of integrated this yeah. you know, bread and butter from last year, it slowed down a little bit. So I think yeah. that should probably tell you something. That lineup, that lineup that you're talking about with White starting, and you have Marcus Smart, Derek White, Jalen Brown, Tatum at the four, and then Horford at the five, that's that's Cerebral. that's their most played lineup, and it's a very, very efficient lineup. They're plus yeah. 13 with that yeah. in the 77th percentile. In, uh, in 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 that lineup, so it's clearly way better. <laughs> it's, it's it's clearly effective, and plus thirteen is much better than minus sixteen. So, bro, their offensive rating is one twenty one in that, and in the other the original starting lineup is one hundred five. Damn, that's one hundred five is fucking piss. Man. That's horrible. Yeah. Huge drop off. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, but we'll see. Uh, of these, so the question I now have to ask is: We talked about all three of these teams. Who are you most confident in to come out of the East? The Bucks. Yeah, definitely the Bucks. Uh-huh. Clean sweep over here too. It's the Bucks. Yeah. Definitely the Bucks. They've given us no real read. The only reason, the only worry that we've had for the Bucks all season was like, like three point shooting or whatever. But that's like a direct correlation of like health, and so that fixes itself over time. And so like the Bucks, they're just the Bucks, bro. They're consistent, steady, and they're ready. You know, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that's what it comes down to. Is it's hard to when you know the team is healthy around him. It's hard to bet against Giannis. Plus, it's exactly, kind of he's the best player well. out of all these teams, so it's easy. Yeah. It's if they're all if they're all clicking at the best capabilities they could all be. It's wraps. It comes down to you're not going to bet against Giannis in the East. It's wraps, bro. I I 100 I 100% agree. They're going to win the title. He's going to get his second Finals MVP. It's going to be a legendary season for for Giannis. You're going to be sick when Jokic beats him in the finals. winning in the finals. We don't want to have we don't want to have those conversations. <laughs> Dude, I want to see the podcasting. I want to see that really bad. I want to see that Man. matchup. That would I, be an all-time I, duel, man. I wouldn't. Yo, I wouldn't mind it, but I I need Giannis to come out on top. Yeah, <laughs> Go honestly, for like Discord reasons, <laughs> Jokic versus Embiid in the finals would have us in hell for a month. Kendrick Twitter Perkins, would be unsufferable. <laughs> Kendrick Perkins every day. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what. That's what he. That's his Super Bowl. We're gonna have Kendrick Perkins and Drew Hanlon on Twitter just jumping Jokic. Oh, <laughs> man, speaking of Drew Hanlon, what a fucking what an event! I need gargle, it. Gargle, I gargle. need it. Crazy. But anyways. Know what time it is? What time is TikTok it? time? TikTok time! Yay! Just crawling from the <laughs> We're gonna go through the TikTok segments like we always do, and as you know, we always start with the draft. Nothing changes today. This time, so <clears throat> two episodes ago, we did a draft with the number one picks in NBA draft. Today, mm-hmm. we're doing the number two picks, which is much harder because there's far less all-time greats. Facts. This did is you- the pick of bust. This is this is the one where it's like, oh, like this this pick is just as good, and then they suck. Yeah, did the you drop guys, off uh, did, did you guys get a list steep. of names? Did you did you guys get some names listed? Yeah. Good. You have to because this is one you have to do prep for. Yeah. Cool. So I think last time I went second in the bag draft. So I guess I'm first. Who went third? Did I go third? You know, you go third now. You pick KD first. So it's me, Mo, Donovan. Is the order? In okay. the bag draft. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Oh wait, but we did two. Was yeah, the bag draft the second one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I got first pick, Mo got second pick, Donovan has third pick. <sighs> this, <sucks. laughs> this is so Let's hard. draft NBA lineups with only number two draft picks. Let's do it. First pick, obviously I got Kevin Durant. All right. Yep. All right. Sounds this good. This is the steep decline. All right, second pick. This is awkward, but I got John Morant. <laughs> Okay, projecting I can't be like mad at it. I think it's a bit of a reach, but I see it. Yeah, I'm projecting, bro. Projecting. Okay, okay. Let me let me get my my list up right now. 
Hmm. Where do I want to go with the number two pick? You got good options. Or I guess with, with the number three pick. You know what? Give me, give me Brandon Ingram. Okay. And I really want a point guard. So give me. <laughs> There's a lot of point guards. Yeah. This this is this is still kind of nasty though. Um, give me Mike Bibby. <laughs> Do y'all not realize who's on this? Okay. Go he. Ahead. Your turn. Okay. Yes. Turn, Mo. All right. Uh, so give me Lamarcus Aldridge. Do y'all not know who's on these lists? Give me Bill Russell and give me Isaiah Thomas. I forgot about Bill Russell. I forgot about Bill. That Russell. is not on the list that you sent us. There's two different lists. I said, bro. Well, Bill Russell drafted like the '60s, so you had to do your, yeah. you had to do your homework. Yeah. I oh, forgot about Bill the, Russell. Oh, this was the second link. Mike Bibby is crazy. <laughs> yeah, Mike Bibble, Mike Bibby is an all-time fumble, bro. Oh, that was the second league. See, here's what happened. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. I was looking up, I was looking up the, the other link because this one only went down to like 1998. I was looking up another link. That link hadn't loaded yet, and I was trying to keep the show Yeah, moving. sorry, Don, right? nobody cares. <laughs> your, your turn, Mo. Uh, okay, so you got Bill Russell and also who? Isaiah Thomas. Oh, that's nasty. That's Pistons. Nice. Pistons. Damn. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Pistons Kevin makes sense. I got to right. figure out how to save this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fight for second. All right. So, to complete my backcourt, so I have Lamarcus Aldridge, John Morant, and to complete my backcourt, give me Gary Payton. That's a good pick. Mike Bibby, bro. Look at yourself in the mirror, Donovan. Slap yourself. <laughs> Listen, my internet was slow. That's all I'm, I'm going to make you look so bad in this edit. It's going to be hilarious. Yeah. Sitting I mean, I, listen, I don't even want to go. I don't even want to go. We got to get another drive. My internet was slow. I lagged out. All right. This is tough. All right. So I got Brandon Ingram and Mike Bibby. Let's, let's get it. <laughs> let's get it. <laughs> Uh, All right, we are going to. This is awful. <laughs> you baby. This is crazy. Yeah, this is like. This is. I'm, this I'm is going. I'm going to figure this out. Yeah, this <laughs> might be the the, the biggest drop off. Bro. You got this. I'm going yeah. to figure this out. All right, here's what here's what we're doing. We're gonna slide. <laughs> this is disgusting. Yeah. We're gonna slide. <laughs> we're gonna slide. This man hate himself. <laughs> we're gonna slide Mike Bibby to the two. Give, no. give me Jason Kidd at my one, and then I would like Alonzo Mourning as my center. Okay, nice. that's a good. That's a good redemption pick. That's nice. All right. <laughs> Gosh, and that was nasty. All right. So I'm up next. Yep. All right. So now I think this is where we see like the steep decline. It's a drop off from hell, basically, and we just have like pretty nasty names. So, I got John Morant, Gary Payton, and I got LaMarcus Aldridge. So, I need a five, and then also I need a small forward. And if I'm looking at this list right now, there ain't that many, like, nice small forwards. <laughs> so, <laughs> Not if it's in hell. Yeah, he's he's in absolute, he's in purgatory right now, bro. So, give me, give me Tyson Chandler. Okay. Listen, give me Jerry West. Give me Wes Unseld in my power forward. What list are you looking at? <laughs> I don't see this nothing. is the easiest W of my life. West? The f- 
This was the easiest W of my life. Jerry West. Oh, my God, bro. For Jerry record, West. Isaac wow. sent us some whack lists. I cannot well, had see. To look. They, those lists don't have every year. You had to look at the old drafts. I went and I looked in the 60s. I looked in the 70s. I did my research. Nah, you set us up. Nah, <laughs> we going to touch through. I'm going to touch through. I have Brandon Ingram at the three. Um, <laughs> it's Mo's turn. Cool. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah. Oh, yeah I, I should turn. be able to skip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah. You, um, maybe you, you need more it. than you me, but we're not playing fair over here. You got it. All right, Isaac, you pretty much swept this draft, but it's okay. And it's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> it's I don't, ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous, bro. It is literally <laughs> ridiculous. All right, I can't even think straight because it's like, bro, what are you gonna do? Like, you're so fucked. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter who you pick. Like, you're cooked, dude. Like, you might as well not finish this shit. But I'm gonna finish it. All right. <sighs> Damn. I can't believe it. All right, you know happened. what? Well, Steve Francis was is a guard, right? He was a guard, right? Yeah, you can pick Steve Francis. How tall was he? Like 6'3", maybe? 6'3"? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. <sighs> Damn, do I want to say Steve Francis? Just take him. It doesn't matter at this point. We lost. Yeah, and you know what? No, screw that. Give me Oladipo, man. I just sing her on my team. Give me Oladipo. Okay, it's a yeah. good pick for a two guard. Yeah, give me Oladipo. All right, He's gonna be my three. Give me, give me Marcus Canby. <laughs> man, one of the nastiest shots in NBA history. That is a listen, great way to solidify your draft. Listen, not for nothing though. Not for nothing. My front court, my twin towers of Marcus Canby and Alonzo Mourning, kind of disgusting. You it's, have the most embarrassing draft I've ever seen. It's that is not nasty. moving anyone. It's, who's your front court? My front court? Do a Russell and West Unsold. I'm yeah. not talking to you, Isaac. <laughs> Obviously, you got this one. Mo, who's you? <laughs> I got Lamarcus Aldridge and Tyson Chandler. That's nice. I'm better cooking than yours. you. I'm cooking you. <laughs> I told you, Dude. I'm fighting for second right now. Has oh, Isaiah Thomas hell. won an MVP before? Huh? Did Isaiah Thomas ever win an MVP? No. Okay, I got four MVPs than Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, you went, you went way back. You went way back in history, bro. God. I did. That's I had right. to. Those lists didn't weren't, weren't full. I had to go to another site and look at like 1965. Yeah, he, like, 1965. He, he, he Next TikTok. Donovan. <laughs> Next TikTok. <laughs> All right. Next thing we're gonna do, we're gonna do a little bit of t- talking about NBA logos, which you haven't done in a while. But people liked it when we did it. Oh, so word. go to the GM. I've sent the pictures. So I'm gonna show you guys old logos and new logos, and you're gonna tell me which one's better. So I'm gonna say the hook. Which NBA logo was better, old or new? Which NBA logo is better, old or new? The Warriors. I haven't gotten anything, to be honest. Bro, I sent it earlier. Go look. Oh, Scroll yeah. Up. It's up there. Okay, never mind. I see it. This is I tough. I like the old, though. The old is very, like, distinct. You don't, I've never seen a logo like that or anything close to it in my entire life. And I'm sad that they went away from it. I think that's that kind of dated. I don't know. That's, that's what I was going to But dated that is old the one new. Is very, it's so 2000s. And yeah. Just, and I, I can like old, like, very 2000 stuff, but, like, there's a fine line there, and I think this might just be a little bit over it. I don't need a mascot in my logo like that. I don't need a guy in there. The the, the mascot looks so powerful, though. Like, it makes you feel he's, like a He's brolic as fuck, but, like, I, I, the new one's cleaner. Brolic. <laughs> I can't be mad at that, but give me, the, give, me the, give me the old one for sure. I think the new one has reached, like, iconic levels that, like, because of the run they had, that, like, this is going to be, like, one of those logos that never changes. Bro, take that history out the way. We just talking about strictly logo. <laughs> it still <God>. is better. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> right. The Milwaukee Bucks. 
Oh, this is tough. I think I don't know why, but I've never been a fan of green and red together. This dude hates Christmas. Maybe I do, but give me the new one. <laughs> Bro, what's the new one? Easy. Look at the what? two bucks in the eye. Look at both bucks in the eyes. The old one looks like Bambi. It looks like a coward. Yeah. That is a bitch buck. Yeah. Look at the look at the new one. The new one is fierce. Yeah. That motherfucker will destroy Powerful, you. Stout. I don't He's like the alpha male buck in this one. bitch. So I'm, I'm gonna go old one. No, this new buck means business. I'm not messing yeah. with him. Yeah, I like that cream too. Replace the replace the red with the cream. It's so much smoother in the and it just it just goes well together, bro. Yeah, um, I know you love cream. Do you know what you just said? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Look at his face. That's been Whoa. good to talk. <laughs> I know you love cream. Maybe have his face cut to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! All right, the Clippers. This is tough. They're both ass. <laughs> that's all, terrible. That's all I was yeah. about to say. <laughs> they both suck. Yeah. <laughs> These are horrendous. Uh, I guess the old one might be a little better, but like this is a, worse go, than the I'll mid off. This is a garbage one. off. I got go the, the new. One. I got the new. Uh, why? Yeah, the, the new, new looks like, too modern. It looks too like techie, like so Silicon Valley. Yeah, man. I I really, I really can't choose. They're both trash. Can I? Is there an is there an exit button out of this, man? Ah, yep. I don't want to see this. L versus L. Yeah. Next. The Phoenix Suns. Oh, this is tough, but I'm gonna say the old. The old one is nasty. I like I like the old, I like one, the old one too. I like the old logo too. I'll go old one. It's getting close to looking dated, but I think the fire and the bird looks just cool enough that I'll give him I'll give him the W. Dated is in now, man. I don't know what's what's I don't know what's up. It's a up fine line. You. It's a fine line. But this this one's this one's good. Yeah. It's not it doesn't wash it. Let's just say that. Let's be fair. Either way, it the Suns need anymore. new branding. Their jerseys suck, their logo isn't great, their fonts are always terrible. So Go fix the suns. Go fix the suns. Yeah, somebody fix them. (laughs) The Houston Rockets. These are two really good logos. Old one. I think the old. Yeah. I agree. The rocket and the 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 teeth on the rocket looks really nice. Yeah, exactly. That R is just too basic and boring. There's just so much. There's just so much going on with the old one though. There's so much going on with the old one. It's 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 busy, but it's not too busy. It's just enough to catch your attention. For mm-hmm. sure, it's interesting, but I, I'm not gonna say the new one is pretty clean. Like, I think it's a strong logo overall, but their old branding is like elite. Yeah, I agree with that. I love the old one, man. Yeah, right. The Denver Nuggets. Old this is one. Hard. The old one. This one. Okay. Easy. The I color get... scheme is the color scheme is just yeah. Better. The colors better. And so I have to go with it. I agree with you. The colors are better, but is the logo better outside the colors? I feel like it's easy to get caught up in that, but the logo might not be better. What are we They're doing here? We're just, just some axes over here. No, uh-uh. give me the mountains. <laughs> give me Denver. Completely different logo. Give me the snow like on top of the mountains. Everything. Stop that. Yeah, the, the I'll go ones. old, but like I think it's closer than you would think. Yeah, I like old better, but it is definitely so much closer. Yeah, I mean the new one's kind of cool. It's like pickaxes because you know Nuggets is like gold mining. Either way, when you think about it, the name Nuggets is fucking stupid. It's a horrible yeah. name. Gold Nuggets. We're naming our team after Gold Nuggets. Are you kidding me? What's iconic about the Nuggets though, and this old logo is that they could they they used to stamp these on some jeans in the back, bro. Used to be fire. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I was so jealous every time I seen a dude wearing them. God damn. Uh, that's some hood shit. I can't. I can't remember those. That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. That's funny. But yeah, that's all our logos. We're flying through these. That's gonna be funny. Next thing we're gonna do. We're going to save the dunks for next week, I think, because this is going to be a short week anyways. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're not going to have time to post all these. So we'll save that. 
Oop, leaking our TikTok ideas? Not you. <laughs> so what we're going to do now is we're going to go through some all-time teams, which we did last week, and people liked it and also hated it for some of our picks. We're going to do that again. So what was the hook I used? What did I say? Is like, let's make the all-time starting lineup for these teams? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all-time all starting exactly. lineup for this NBA team? Yeah, I forgot what I said. I'm going to name some NBA teams, and we have to make their all-time starting five. The Nets. All right. Jason Kidd at the one. Easy. Fire. Easy. Katie. Vince Carter at the two. Wait. Is, Vince, is Kyrie over Vince Carter? We're trying to go I think by Vince like actual Carter, positions, yeah. though, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. I think Kyrie kind of counts as a two. Because James Harden was one. Like, I think we can get away with Kyrie at two. Ah. I feel like that's a stretch for this one. Yeah, I, I can't. Okay, do so Kyrie. should we go Vince Carter to keep true positions? Yeah, yeah. let's let's do okay. let's do Vince. Katie is three. Actually, yeah, no, can Katie be four? Katie kind of played the four with them. Yeah, you 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 guys can debate that. You because we got to put Julius Irving in there. We have to. Yeah, yeah. Katie okay. three. Okay, Julius okay, okay, Irving okay. four. I'm so happy you're so, respecting the Afro. You were cut. Yeah. You were on my ass last time. So anyway, because he doesn't have a bag like that. But anyways, yeah, Julius <laughs> Irving at three. Katie at the four. Is Brick Lopez their five? Yeah. Wait, it's gotta be right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Shout oh, out bro. Richard Jefferson snub is crazy, man. Shout out to the <laughs> walking thumb. I love him. <laughs> All right, the New York Knicks. Point guard Ralph Frazier. That's clear. Yeah. Oh, it's not center Patrick Brunson? Ewing. <laughs> <laughs> Center's Patrick Ewing. Mm-hmm. For sure. Small forward. Mellow small Mello. forward. Yeah, yep. Mellow's Mellow's the three. Who's Damn, the who's the two? That's two is interesting. Finna have J.R. Smith. Don't please don't say it. So nah. Nah. Two two could go a lot of ways. Who? What way is it going? Putting John. It's not Bernard it's not, King's a small forward. We can't put him at the two. Yeah. Can we put Roman Rowe at the two? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Put Earl there at the okay, two. Okay, Roman Rowe. Okay. Who's the four? Let's see. Stoudemire didn't play that long. This this is one of those ones where like. It, is it, it Julius like, Randle? <laughs> Fuck no, it's not Julius Randle. <laughs> this, this, this is one of those ones where it's like Dave DeBusher. Um, so Ooh. like out of respect, it's probably Dave. But I don't know, like Amari Stoudemire? Maybe? I, sure, we'll put Dave DeBusher. Why not? I know his name from 2K. Julius Randle snub is crazy, man. I'm not going to pretend I've ever seen Dave DeBusher play, but he can have yeah. it. I don't even know what that man listen, looked like, listen, man. He, he has white and black. He has I don't rings. know what he looks like. <laughs> Willis Reed? I think he, he played five. Oh, okay, sure. David Busher. Okay, that's fair. Next, the Cavaliers. Kyrie for LeBron, sure. LeBron, 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 LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie. Okay, so Kyrie at the one. Yep. LeBron's at the three. Yep. Who's the two? The two. Let's come back to the two. The four <laughs> is Larry Nance. Okay, yeah, the four no. is Larry Nance. Good, 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 good cut. Who's, Who's the five? Uh, Big Z, is he the five? Yeah, yeah. Is he? Yeah, he is. Nah, he can't be. Why? He got his jersey retired. Why not? There, there's there's so many players in this franchise. Brad Daughtery. What? If, what? <laughs> Who? <laughs> you need no more ball. He he was him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know Brad Daughtery, bro. Sorry. <laughs> no, Brad Daughtery was he's he's like he's a good player. Like it's it's, it's Brad Daughtery. Yeah, yeah. He's the first pick in 1986. Oh. Okay. And then I, the two. <laughs> yeah, five is Brad Daughtery. Who's the two? Wait, wait, real quick before we <laughs> continue. Do we, we want to argue Mark Price for Kyrie? 
Nah, Kyrie. I think Kyrie. Kyrie. Cares. Mark Price deserves recognition, but it's Kyrie. Okay. Yeah. If I wish we would put Mark Price we were, in the two, but we're staying true to position. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. So who's the two? Who's your two? <laughs> is it World Be Free? Do we got World Be Flat and World Be Free in the backcourt? <laughs> <That's a good laughs> let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, that's fire. That's fire. That's fire. That's in your bag with that one. <laughs> that's funny. Okay. The Chicago Bulls. All right. Derrick Rose. D. Rose, MJ, Luau Dang, yeah. or Scotty, my bad. That's crazy. Scotty Pippen at the three. Yeah. yeah. Robin the four or Kukos the four? Rodman. Okay, Robin the four. Is it Joakim Noah the, the five. five? Artis Gilmore? It's either, it's either Gilmore or George Mikan. Wow. And Is George th- Mikan's prime on the Bulls? I think so. I have no idea. No, his prime was on the Lakers, wasn't he? Was he? Was yeah. his prime on the Lakers? Wow. Yeah, I, don't even, I didn't even know he was on the Bulls. He's a Lakers guy. Okay. Was he, was he on the Bulls? Am I just making that up? Bro, I think just put Joakim in there. Too much dialogue. Damn. <laughs> Respect him. He was an all-star. Nah, it's, it's Artis Gilmore, though. God. I think I'm just making that up. Yeah, yeah I, I, I completely made that up. <laughs> <laughs> he was just lying. I, I just lied. Y'all are entertaining I was going to say, what the fuck? I just lied. So yeah, it's Gilmore. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. The Denver Nuggets. All right, Allen Iverson. Yup. And Iverson at the two? Oh, is Alex English a two? Or is he a three? Mm. I think he was a three. I'm going to look this up. Okay, let's look this up real quick before we get into it because he's obviously in over Allen Iverson. Allen yeah. Iverson can do shit with the net. He is Allen Iverson's not even on there. Okay, so three. here's the problem. Yeah. With the Nuggets, obviously Jokic is the five. Yeah. For the three, do we go Alex English or Carmelo Anthony? Carmelo Anthony. Melo! Well, damn. Okay, <sighs> hold English, on. Let's slow down. Alex English was him. Like, it's yeah, not let's easy. Slow down. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not... Yeah, that's unfair. That's unfair. It's guys. It's Carmelo Anthony. For the sake of jersey number conflicts, let's put Alex English. No, I think it's Alex English. Like he he accomplished more than Carmelo Anthony. Let's put Alex English. Can't have two number fifteens in that in that court. Alex oh, English, it is. What people is, are gonna be mad? It's, it's Carmelo. Yo, people no, are you're gonna, gonna people are gonna be mad. But if you anybody who's mad in the comments, go to Basketball Reference and type in Alex English. Yep, it is Alex English. A spear through your house <laughs> tonight, Isaac. All right. They're coming for you. The mellow stands are coming for you. Alex English is an eight-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA Hall of Famer. Like, Alex English is him. Yeah, exactly. Tell him. And he's with the Nuggets for way longer. All right, so. being disrespectful. (laughs) That's not disrespectful at all. It's Alex English. Come on. (laughs) Okay, so obviously Jokic is a five. Uh, Two, David Thompson. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's easy. Easy. Yeah, it's an easy one. I don't know who their point guard is. Uh, am, I, am I just forgetting somebody? Was Chauncey Billups there? No, that's too old. I think it was too old. Who's the best point guard ever? Is, is it, it just Jamal Murray? Yeah, it can't weird. be. That's weird. Um, no, I mean, so there was. He's nice. Uh, your boy Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. Oh, he, he played. He played a couple. He played a couple years in, in Den- not like a couple years, but he played there. He was very very solid. Our rookie team. Are we going to? I mean, but like, you could get the fat lever. <laughs> fat lever. Um, <laughs> it's a WNBA name. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Let's I, just give it to Jamal Murray. Fuck it. Yeah, Jamal right. Murray. Let's do it. All right. He's not an all star, but bro. 
New school representation. Power forward. Did we just go like Dan Issel? Like, did we just call back? Yeah. Not sure. Dan Issel can have it. Who the hell is that? All these names, I don't know. Let's let's, let's keep him moving. I only know Dan Issel because of 2K, I'm telling you. Let's God. keep him moving. The Spurs. Last one. All right. Oh, this is Tony easy. Parker. Knock this out. Manu. Tony Parker. Manu, Manu Ginobili, Ginobili, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. Oh, wait. No, David no, no, Robinson. no, no. No, my bad. My bad. My bad. We're disrespectful. We got to take Manu out. It's George Gervin at the two. Oh, okay. Good okay. save. Tony, you okay. almost had so a Tony Parker, George Gervin, Kawhi Leonard. You almost had our burned down. Good job. Tim Duncan, David Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. Good save. What a starting five. Damn. That's nasty, man. And Manu off the bench? Ugh. Yeah. That's nasty, man. Yeah, that's, right. that's disgusting. So that's one, two, three, four. That's all of them. Really, that's all the TikToks we need. You want to play a game of 20 questions before you get up? Just to have that in our back pocket? Sure. Sure. Okay. I'll think of the name. Eeny, meeny, money, eeny, meeny, money, eeny, money, money. Uh, okay. You got, you got 20 questions. Ugh. Y'all got 20 questions to think of the NBA player I'm thinking of. All right. You ready, Donovan? Yeah, let's go. All right, cool. Was he rocking a fade for most of his career? A fade? I He had short hair. I'll say that. This motherfucker was bald, Donovan. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is is this player white? No. Hmm. Okay, so he so he has like the like the even Stevens. He has the Caesar cut. <laughs> Why? <I'm telling> you, <laughs> he's, he's, Donovan. He's picking, <laughs> he's, he's picking Alex English. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, all right. Did this, this player, player retire within the last ten years? Yes. Nice. The last, okay, so 2013 and after retired. Cool. All right. Did he this rock a sh- primary team in the Eastern Conference? It was not. Mm, primary team in the West. Did he rock a shooting sleeve consistently throughout his career? I don't think so. You love asking that. That's like never helpful. It is very <laughs> helpful. You just want to know, all right? <laughs> all right. Uh, is this player a good was were they considered a good shooter? Not really. It's not a defining part of their game. Did they ever crack 20 points per game? Let me check. I think so. Okay. All right. This is interesting. I'm trying to I mean, think yeah, it's got to be. It's... Yes, he did. He retired within the last 10 years. He cracked 20 points a game. So that means he had to look it up. So that means he's kind of on the on edge on the fence with it. Uh Has he ever made an all-star team? He has. Okay, easy question. Should have known that. Shouldn't have wasted that shit. Right. <laughs> um, hmm, okay. Is he a big man? He's not big. Oh. Okay. He's not a big, not known for shooting. Okay. Is this player a point guard? He is a point guard. He's a point guard. Even Steven. Point guard. Can't really Pretty, shoot. Yeah. Did he say he was an all-star, Donovan? I feel like you're close. Huh? Did he say he was an all-star? No. No all-star. But he scored. No, I said he is an all-star. He is an all-star. Oh, Oh, he he is is. an all-star. And he he cracked 20 points per game before, correct? Yep. And he retired within these last 10 years. Okay. I feel like you're close. I see the gears turning in your head. Yeah. It's turning. Okay. I'm not not anywhere right now, though. Never mind. No, I I got you. I got you. All right. Um... Was I'm glad I know he didn't wear a shooting sleeve. 
was he? Was he? Was he six two and short or shorter? Yeah, I think so. Yes, he was six six two or shorter. Okay, cool. And you retired on the Western so 2013, 2013 and up. Who are we? Th- y'all, y'all gotta be so close. Who are we thinking about, Donovan? Primarily dominating the Western Conference. Somebody's so, screaming his name right now. In this okay, video. so look. So, there's a player that I have in mind. Say it. The team he's best known for is in the East, but he spent a majority of his career in the West. Say it. You got it. Is this Isaiah Thomas? This is not Isaiah Thomas. <clears throat> Damn. That was a good guess, though. That was a good guess. What question are we at? Uh, 13. Thirteen. Damn. Okay, we can't burn you. I said he retired in the last ten years. I say Thomas is a terrible guess. Why he retired in the last ten years? Oh, you mean new Isaiah Thomas? Okay. Yeah. No. Either way, it's no. Okay. Yeah, he had like he had like twenty eight or something like that. So we need someone who's on the edge, on the borderline. Who's a point guard who retired in the last ten years? Was an all star. There's multiple. (laughs) Yeah, there's multiple, and he dominated in the Western. (laughs) Not dominate, but he was I mean, in the West. If you conference. think about like the the All Star guards since 2013 in in the West, like who's the West been been dominated by though? Like since 2013, that's like yeah, like you the had Kyrie's, the the Westbrook era. The West. I said he yeah. retired in the last ten years. Why would he be dominating since 2013? Oh, that is true. That is true. I'm helping you out. Like, why would that be a frame of reference? Mm, that is true. Okay. Ah, damn. Okay, why are we so this... stuck? Seven questions left. Yeah. Why are we so stuck, dog? Okay. I don't know. Were they, were they drafted before 2004? Yes. Before 2004. Is this... uh? Baron Davis. This is not Baron Davis. Damn. Oh, I don't know why. Is this oh, Tony Parker? Dude. No. Yes. No. What? I'm capping. This is Tony Parker. Yeah. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Easy. Easy one. Damn. Let's go. We got it. Finally got there. This man really it. was a Charlotte Hornet towards the end of his career. Number one hater. <laughs> Embarrassing. Yeah. This man really fucked his teammate's wife. Embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, guys. That is the show. If you're still here, comment, Tony Parker is a bad guy. Let me see that in the comments. Tony Parker is a bad guy. Wow. Probably so a great episode. Love it. it is true. Do some Googles. Yeah. All right. All right, y'all. We'll see you next time. Follow the Discord.